Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Stand with me, please, and turn in your Bibles to the book of Psalms 137. Psalms 137. Okay, and I am trying to get to part of my sermon note. All right. Psalms 137, and and I am preaching on the subject today of harps in the willows. Now, I, um, I was playing the bass this morning, and... And, uh, and I thought, how would it be if I looked over at Brother Philip and Sister Yvonne and Brother Josh and, and just said, I'd like for you to do a song and then look at me and go, no, we're done. And just walk off. That's exactly what happened here. And I want you to, I, I want to read the entire chapter. I know I've only got a verse 2 as my text. But I'd, I'd like for us to focus in on one of the most gruesome chapters in the Bible. I've read it for many, many years. And to be honest with you, when I got to a certain part of it, I was like, uh, you know, that, that's not very uplifting. I encourage people to read Psalms when they're discouraged, but I do a disclaimer. I let them know that part of Psalms is not real encouraging. Many verses are, but part isn't. And so you'll see by this. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept and when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song, and they that wasted us required of us mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And then the Psalmist. This wasn't the psalmist David necessarily. It was probably someone who had seen this terrible event happen. If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning or her ability to move. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth, if I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. Remember, O Lord... The children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem, who said, raise it, raise it, even to the foundation thereof. Listen to this. O daughter of Babylon, who art to be destroyed, happy shall he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones. 
And so this chapter is a chapter of a person that has seen a terrible event in the history of the Jews, in the history of Israel. And he is saying, God, I want you to bring vengeance on them. I want you to notice today as we go into this sermon a few things. One is the singers, number two, the song, and number three, the strange land. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I ask dear God that now you would begin a mighty work in our lives. I pray dear God that before this day is over, that you would allow us to pick our harps back up. And I pray, dear God, that we would be people that would be joyful in the work of the Lord from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I want you to notice that it says they hung their harps upon the willows. It has been said that the harp produces the purest music known to human ear. It is probably the most primitive instrument known to man since it dates back to Jubal, a descendant of Noah. It was an instrument that was plucked and came into two basic sizes back then. One would be about the size of the player and then another one would be a handheld or something small enough that a person could cradle it. It was an instrument widely used by the Hebrew people in worship. It was also used for entertainment and as a source of soothing the nerves. If you remember the story, David was called upon to uh, play the harp when Saul would have an evil spirit come upon him, David would go and play and sing before him. It was more difficult probably back in that day to find someone who couldn't play the harp than it would have been to find someone who uh, basically everybody seemed to know how to play it back in that time. A vivid picture of this is given in the chapter that I just read. And it said, we hung our hearts upon the willow trees. Now, folks, I don't know how much you pray for and appreciate our musicians and our choir. But every day of every week, we need to do that. These people take time. These people fast, they pray, they are here early on Sunday mornings to, to prepare and to usher us into the presence of God. You might say, well, I don't need music to do that. Well, I know you don't need music to do that, but it sure is a wonderful blessing to have. Amen? So, can you just imagine, folks, today without the ability to sing. I like early in the morning getting out and listening to the birds. They have a song that was given to them by their creator. You have been given a song, but oftentimes, let me tell you, humans quit singing. 
They sing only when they are blessed. They sing only when they have a pocket full of money. They sing only when everything is going their way. They sing only when they get a promotion. They sing only when they get the new car or the new house. But they don't sing whenever life is going downward. They don't sing like they do when they've got a pocket full of money. When, when bills are piling up, we lose our song. And if you're not careful, when you lose your song, you will become bitter. When you lose your song, you will become stale. When you lose your song, you will become stagnant. And it is important for us to use our song. Now, first of all, I want us to look at the singers. The children of Israel were famous for singing. In fact, we have in our Bible the book of Psalms, which is basically a song book. We're reading or preaching today from uh, the song that was listed in chapter number 137. It was a songwriter. Now, I would probably put this one in the blues category. If I was going to put music to it, I would probably have to sing it and whine it out. By the rivers of Babylon. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We hang our hearts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, I don't believe this was peppy and upbeat like what we just got through singing. I believe this guy was saying, things are bad. And I want you to understand sometimes Christians go through bad things. They sang songs when they crossed the Red Sea in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 1. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake saying, I will sing unto the Lord for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea. Now that sound like that they were having a jubilant song. That was when they, it was kind of, have y'all ever been to a football game when you know the game is won and the winning side starts doing na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na. Goodbye. Well, that's what that song was right there. Because they looked back and here was Egyptians floating in the water dead their horses, the chariots, and they were going, na, 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 na. That's what this song is. They sang when the temple was being dedicated in Second Chronicles chapter 5 and verse 11 through 14. And it came to pass when the priests were come out 
of the holy place for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not uh, and, and did not then wait by course also the levites which were the singers all of them of asaph of heman of Jedithan and the sons and their brethren being arrayed in white linen and having cymbals and psalteries and harp stood in the at the east end of the altar and with them an hundred and twenty priests. Boy, that's a pretty big choir. They had robes on. They had cymbals being played. Brother Josh, you were part of the Levites there, okay? And they were sounding with trumpets and it came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, for he is good. How about read this out with me? For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. It let me know that they, they were as one, singing, they were playing as one, and then the glory of the Lord filled the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. A couple of weeks ago, I didn't see a cloud, but I want to tell you after church, we had the glory of the Lord fill the temple. I'm here today to tell you that I believe it can happen again, even on a greater scale. If it happened back then, if it happened two Sundays ago, why not today, dear God? We sing our praise to you. We're going to lift up our voice. Now, some of you would look and say, I can't carry a, bo uh, a tune in a bucket. A boon and a tucket. There you go. Yeah, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I can't sing. I can't make a beautiful noise. But the Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I want you to hear me today. Victory sometimes can happen when you sing. You might not even like to hear your own voice, but sing anyway. Sing unto the Lord and shout with the voice of triumph. I just felt the glory of the Lord begin to fill the place. Israel was known for the they're singing. When they brought back the Ark of the Covenant, they, they sang then. And I'm not going to read that particular song, but I just want to tell you that David danced before God with all of his might. There were singers and musicians, and, and they would play and sing, and David would dance before God. I just was watching as this song was uh, being sung, and, and there were people dancing before God. There's not a thing in this world wrong with dancing before God. I looked at Brother, I, I looked at brother Menzing. He just, in fact, he said his superhero name is Electro Man because he just had a pacemaker put in. But it didn't, uh, it looked like you were jumping pretty good right there and having a time in the Lord. There is nothing wrong with expressing your love and your blessing and your praise to God. Praise him with the symbol. Praise him with the high sounding symbol. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. 
But here's the deal. The captors required of them to simply live up to their reputation. Let that sink in. We're living in a world where Christians no longer seem to have the joy. It might be because we're way too involved in social media. Let me tell you something, there's a lot of negativity on that. You need to learn to block out negativity out of your life. I, I believe that we are living in a society where we turn on the news and we hear negative, negative, negative. And I, I just want to tell you, I've weaned myself away from that because it was dragging my spirit down. And, and I found that I didn't have the song that I used to have because I just kept hearing about how everything was wrong. Come on, someone get with me here today. When everything is wrong, when everything is negative in your life, you won't sing. See, there are people who will shut their mouth in the time of adversity. But you and I have a song. We are people of praise. The world is stunned by our silence when we do not praise. We should do what we do best. And that's praise the Lord. Now the Bible says if we do not praise him, that the rocks will cry out. I refuse to let a rock praise more than me. Amen. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, for ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should... Show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into a marvelous light. I just need to throw this in. Don't you let someone tell you don't sing because you sing bad. Come on. If your dog runs and hides under the bed, sing anyway. He'll come out when it's feeding time. Don't worry. Come on. When your neighbor says, if you don't mind, shut the window before you sing. Go ahead and shut the window and praise God anyway. It is our right, but it's who we are. It's in our DNA. God gave a command. He said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. We must praise him. It is part of what makes our spirit communicate with our God. Psalms 147 and 1 says, praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God for it is good and praise is comely we need to praise him the second thing I want to talk to you about is the song now see the song is God's it's his it is our voice but it's his song if y'all be getting ready back here see the people of Babylon wanted to hear a song about Jehovah. 
Do you understand the Babylonian people, those were wicked people. At the end of the chapter that I was reading, it said, happy shall it be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones. Let me tell you what that was. This writer had seen the Babylonian people come and take Jewish little children. And I was reading the history of this. And, and they were busting their skulls open on, on stones. He was a witness of it. He was looking at a horrible, horrible catastrophe that took place. And he was saying, I want God to bring vengeance on you. I want God to treat you like you've treated our precious little babies that died. And, and so he is in now a, a place where him and others do not feel like singing. They have taken their harps and hung them on willow trees. And, and these heathens were saying, we want to hear a song. We want to hear a song about God. In other words, they had heard their heathen songs they had heard all their worldly songs and it wasn't satisfying to them. And they were saying, we want to hear a song about God, your God. See, some of us, we go around like we are sucking on lemons. We go around with a scowl on our face looking for What's wrong in this world? Our song has long been gone from us and then we want people to come and worship the Lord with us. I just wanna tell you, it's probably not going to happen. Let me just do a commercial here. I'm not gonna name the restaurant, but I went to a restaurant and I just wanna tell you the food was nasty. The service was terrible. The presentation was the, the place stunk. I'm going there after church. Would y'all like to go with me? I'm not going there after church. I just want to tell you that's how we approach it. We stick our lips out and we let our circumstances shine out through our face when the world is needing to hear a song. There's somebody that needs to hear, oh victory in Jesus, my savior forever. There's someone needs to hear, are you washed in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the lamb? There's somebody needs to hear that there is joy in the camp. Oh my Lord God, we're living in a terrible world. There's somebody out there needing to hear something good. And what are they hearing? Silence from the Christian community. Now I just want to tell you that the song was God's, but the voice is yours. I've asked Julia to get these together. 
and they're going to sing a song and they're going to take turns singing parts of the song i want you to notice the difference of the texture of voice some voices will be high some will be lower some will be mid-range but they all are singing the song of praise to god sing it to God be the glory to God be the glory for the things he has done with his blood he has saved me with his power he has raised hallelujah different singers same song but they sang they sang and the subject should be to the glory of God see the Babylonians wanted to hear the voice of these people singing about Almighty God when Jonah when he was on the ship he he was thrown overboard. But before he was thrown overboard, they said, pray to your God. And he told them, here's what you're gonna have to do is throw me overboard because God is upset with me. When they threw him overboard, the, the storm stopped. And these people said, we're gonna sacrifice to the God of Jonah. See, I'm here today to tell you that when Paul was shipwrecked, he reached in to get some wood and a viper got hold of him and he shook it off. Well, the people that were looking on, they said, 
Surely this man must be a sinner because after he survived shipwreck, here's a viper going to kill him. But when Paul didn't swell up, when he didn't start foaming at the mouth, he shook off the viper and there was no ill effects. They said, then he's not a sinner. He must be a God. I'm here today to tell you when you sing the voice, uh, when you lift up your voice and sing to your God, there will be people who will get a picture of the God you're serving. Come on. The last part I want to talk is the strange land. Now when I read this and prepared for this, I thought, how'd these people get there? You know how they got in the strange land? It wasn't by accident. It was because they were, were rebellious. It's because they allowed sin God had told them, don't do the things that are being done in, in the world. Don't do the things that the people, the heathens around you are doing. Keep yourself pure. Keep yourself righteous. But what did they do? They did the opposite. They got involved with the sin of the world. And because they went they went blatantly against God. When they did that, listen what happened. God sent a prophet, and the prophet told them, you're going to be taken into exile. You're going, you're going to lose your land. Your, your sons and your daughters are going to be taken captive. And sure enough, that's where this chapter is talking. It is talking about the, the prophecy fulfilled. These people, because of their sinful way, got into a strange land. The world is not our home. We're often ourselves in a strange land. With a faraway look in our eyes, we long for heaven. But sometimes along the way, we find ourselves in a strange land. Y'all fasten your seatbelts a minute. It's going to go from praise to woodshed. Y'all help me out here now. Don't turn on me. I want you to hear me. There's places that you and I have no business visiting. I'm not going to name the two places that are in my mind. Natural places that I've been. That I do not care to ever go back to. My wife and I, we went to these places and you could literally feel the spirit of the devil moving in the community. It was dark. It's nasty. And I could go on and on. And why I don't name it is someone might be from there and I don't want to cut down your hometown. But it was dark. It was nasty. I found myself visiting there and I found myself saying I need to get out of that because I'm not welcome here. Do you hear me? But there are some people that visit lands that is a strange land. It's a land of depression. It wasn't God's will for you to get into depression. And I want you to hear me today. Out of all the things I deal with, 
Depression is one of the top things I counsel folks about. Depression is sweeping across our nation like a, a tidal wave, like a tsunami. People are getting more and more depressed because they're leaning on their own understanding and they're, they're wandering in a strange land. I'm not talking about some chemical imbalance. That's, a, that's a, a, another thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about people uh, that, that went and bought too much house. They, they bought too much house knowing that they didn't have enough money to cover that. And every month they're under pressure and depression comes on them because... They couldn't be satisfied with smaller. Come on now. Amen. I'm talking about people who wander off into a land that they get into a car payment for seven years. That is more car payment than they can handle. Y'all work with me here. Amen. Yeah. And, and then I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Doom and despair and agony and gloominess. Depression begins to grip. And what happens is we lose our song. Come on. Listen, you're going to be happier when you quit trying to keep up with the person. Look here, I can't keep up with the millionaire. I don't have millions. Do you hear me? I'm not talking about people. My goodness, I hope you can afford a Jed Clampett mansion. I'll rejoice with you, but I can't afford a Jed Clampett mansion. So I'm not going to put myself under that. I want to be able to enjoy a good night's sleep. Listen, don't begrudge those who have money. Let them be blessed. Don't begrudge those who have big dollars and can drive whatever they want. Let them be blessed. Praise God for them. But don't allow your song to be taken because you're trying to venture off in a land that you never should have gotten into. Well, while we're here, I asked you to fasten your seatbelts. Let me get a little bit further. Some of you and young people, listen to me. If you don't hear anything else this preacher says, listen to this. Start praying right now that God will send you the right woman, that God will send you the right man. Because there's a lot of people that are wandering in a strange land of depression and hurt and discouragement because they never ask God, is that the right man or is that the right woman? And they just jumped into the land and they hung their harp on the willow tree and they've lost their song I'm here today to tell you you may be in a strange land but God wants to help you Amen. I've told this story before when Jackie and I were pastoring at our first church things for many many of those years were very tough and I finally got a good job I was bivocational pastor. And Jackie had a good job. And, and we, we were making 
for a period of time some really good money. And we, we just had big hearts. We heard that someone needed a refrigerator. So we pulled out a credit card, went and bought these people a refrigerator. We heard someone needed a car, and we went and gave them money so that they could go get a car. I mean, we were spending money left and right, and we were happy doing it because we were young, and we were making good money, and nothing was going to happen to us because we were Super Al and Super Jackie. Come on. Jackie got in the wreck, wasn't able to keep her job. Company I was with sold out and got rid of every employee. We went from making big bucks to Guess what? The creditors didn't care that we were making you talking about losing your song. It was a little tough whenever the phone would ring and there'd be a creditor on the other end saying, you better get my money to me. Come on. How can we sing when we're in a strange land? I wandered into a strange land. You know why I swiped that credit card? You know why I helped it with this one? Because I was doing that on my own. I didn't ask God. Come on. I just got out there myself. I, I was just doing my own thing. And, and when we got in trouble, I want to tell you that was a dark time for us. My harp was hung on a willow tree, and I didn't have a song. I went to my prayer closet, and I said, God, if there's any way that you can get me out of this mess... If you'll ever get me out of this mess by your help and grace, you'll never have to get me out of it again. I went to him in prayer because I knew I was in a land that I had no way to get out of. I don't know what your circumstances are. It may be that you, with all good intentions, went down a path, but you, you're in a strange land. I'm just about to close, but I need you to listen to me. God is telling someone today, there's hope. This message is not about condemnation. This message is not about me telling you how you did things wrong because I've done things wrong. I've wandered into strange land. I've gotten myself in a mess before. But there's a God that wants you to pick back up your, will, your harp off of the willow tree. Get it down. Get it down. And start working it again. Come on. Give me a little bit of music in the background here. I believe it's time for us to say, I've been in this wilderness of depression long enough. Now, how did I get there? See, I got there because part of it, I quit using my body as a praise instrument. How many eyes do you have? Someone hollered out. That's not hollering. There we go. You got two eyes. The psalmist said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, great God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
How many ears did God give you? Oh yeah. Blessed are they that hear. Come on, come on. Are you with me? Listen, I will hear the voice of the Lord and I will utter his praise. Come on, how many mouths do you have? One, all right, with my lips I shall praise you. With my lips I will praise you. My goodness, with my lips I will praise you. Oh, hallelujah, with my lips I will praise you. Now, how many hands do you have? Hold them up. All right, how many fingers on those hands? There we are. All right, the Bible says with a 10-stringed instrument, I will praise the Lord. I want you right now to just put that 10-string instrument to work. Yeah. Oh, come on, praise him in this place. Someone lift up your voice unto the Lord. Let your lips utter his praise. Lift up your eyes unto the hills from which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Here's the last part. It's coming out of Babylon. Stay standing. I'll preach on if y'all don't. Come out of Babylon. It's time to come out of the weary land. It's time to pick back up the harp and start praising him. It's time to have a revival. It's time to have a renewal. There's something to shout about. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, you may have confusion in your household and it doesn't make sense. You may have confusion in your mind. And Paul said, the things that I would do, I find myself not doing. And the things that I would not do, I find myself doing. Paul was saying, I'm in a mess, is basically what he was saying. But sometimes Christians find themselves in a mess. You may be in a Babylon mess and you've already hung your harps. It may be that your spirit, in your spirit, you don't know what your destiny is. You don't know what your purpose is. Oh my God, help me right now. You just hung the harp up and said, I'm done. No more songs. And the whole time, there's a devil over here doing a dance. Because he said, I've got them shut up. I've shut them up. The people of Zion, I've got them in depression. I've got the people going through a weary land and their mouth is quiet. They're not making any noise in a dark world. Sinners aren't hearing the joyful sound that Jesus saves. As long as I can keep them depressed and down and, and, and feeling de in despair, I'm winning the battle. And the devil would like to have a dance today over you. But the psalmist said, search me, O God. Search me and see if there be any wicked way in me. Oh God, right now, search me. Start with the preacher, Lord. Work your way through this congregation and search us, dear Lord. See if there be any wicked way in us. And Lord, when you do, remove that so that there is joy back in my spirit. And there's a song back on my lips. And I can lift up my eyes again unto the hills from whence cometh my help. There's victory. There is victory in the house.
Well, preacher, you don't know the mess that I'm in. And you don't know what I've done. I sure don't. And may I just be frank with you? I don't have to know. I'm Al Sims human. But there's one named Jehovah. And Jehovah said, My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. <laughs> oh, someone needs to get to joy. Come on. Preacher! You don't know what the doctor just told me. Oh, I sure don't. And I may not have the answer, but I know that there was one that said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Oh, someone, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Preacher, preacher, my home is a mess. I've not been a good person. And my family is one thing on the outside. But when we get inside, it's World War III. My wife and I fuss all the time. My children can't stand to be in the house. And I am just telling you, I'm in a weary land. I'm here today to tell you that God said that he would take what's wrong and you could trade ashes for beauty. He would take what the devil has destroyed and remake it. Come out of Babylon. I've got to tell you that the prophecy didn't end. I am closing with this. The prophecy was you're going to be taken, your children are going to be taken and it happened. But then it was also a prophecy that came that God was going to deliver them out of Babylon. And there came that day that they came out of Babylon. They came out of that area and there was a shout again in the camp. There was joy again in their spirit. There was a song upon their lips. If you want to affect your home, if you want to affect Sumter, if you want to affect South Carolina, if you want to affect our world, get a song in your heart. Christians, we must be the singers. Don't let the world have their song. Come on, I'm sick and tired of hearing the depression. I'm sick and tired of hearing the negatives. It's time for us to sing a new song. Get your heart down today and get ready to sing a song unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I need someone to praise God right now. Come on, praise Him. Come on, praise Him. Come on, you can do better than that. Get your heart off of the willow. My Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh glory to God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.